Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Martinis and Bikinis. I'm your hostess, Veronica Julia. Today, we have a very special episode. So as you know, this weekend is Father's Day, which is such a beautiful holiday, and how amazing is it that we get to celebrate all of the fatherly figures in our life? I also know that this can be a very triggering holiday for a lot of people, including myself, I am so grateful, though, that I have such a good support system, my family, and people who have stepped into my life that have supported me throughout the years. I think instead of thinking of this holiday as sad or in a state of comparison for those that have lost loved ones, it's a day that we should celebrate their lives, our support systems, and ultimately how strong we are as individuals. So in this episode, we are chatting with Aaron Hill. Aaron is a professional freelancer, retired professional dancer, and an influencer in the D.C. area. Aaron and I connected a while back in DC, and we shared our experiences of losing our fathers at a young age. I truly believe that grief is so multifaceted and unique to everyone. So today I opened up the space for Aaron to share her story, and I just want you all to know that you were supported. I want you to come to this podcast to feel enlightened, have fun, and also discuss some more serious topics to hopefully inspire you to keep persevering and hear other people's perspectives. I feel like I learned so much with every episode, and I am so thankful for you guys. So without further ado, Aaron Hill, welcome to Martinis and Bikinis. Hello, hello, and welcome to Martinis and Bikinis, the podcast for everything under the sun. I am your hostess, Veronica Julia, and I am here to help you navigate your 20s through all things lifestyle, beauty, and fashion. So if you're ready, let's dive into today's episode. Hi, Erin. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. So thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been a long time coming. I agree. I agree. So me and Erin met in D.C., and she is like the queen of all things, like everything going on in D.C. You're always doing the most. You're at every event, every restaurant. You just like know how to do it right. So... If you want to tell the audience a little bit more about you, that would be awesome. I lived in D.C., but I went to school in Maryland, but I still live there. So I consider myself a local. And then I went away for college. And then after college, I came back and moved back full time. And I started working in the restaurant industry. And I also was doing door-to-door sales for a year for exterior remodeling. So randomly, I know a lot about like roofing, siding, and windows. And then... I did that for a year and went crazy, so I stopped doing that. I went back into the restaurant industry and was doing that full-time, and I started off at Sticky Rice on H Street and then went to a place called Thunder Grill that used to be in Union Station, and then I went and opened two Michelin star restaurants, which was Kinship and Metier, and then I went over to the Dabney for a year. And then I stopped working in the restaurant industry because at that point, it was probably like 10 years of working in the industry. And I decided that I didn't want to work for anybody, actually, because I just hated the the corporate world. Mm. And then I just went into, I started off modeling and I started off hand modeling first for restaurants. So I was still like, I'm still always in the restaurant space. And then I did actual modeling. And then that's when I learned that like influencing exists. And I was like, I could do this. So now I do, I still model. I still am an influencer, but I also now run social media for restaurants and hotels. So I'm still in the hospitality industry, but on the other side, 
Yeah, somewhere in there I dance professionally, but I don't do that anymore. But yeah, I would say I'm a full-time freelancer. Yeah, I love it. I feel like you are still in the industry, but in a more creative route. And you kind of got to like take like your own reins, you know, instead of like just listening to the big man. Yeah. So I think that's great that you just like took control of it. And yeah, I it hated <laughs> working for somebody else. It's funny because like my family would always say that like my dad and my mom were like really hard-headed and I'm like, well, you create the, you get them together, you got me. And I'm like, that's so true. So actually like I had a huge problem with authority. Like I never like got in trouble with the law or anything. I would definitely like come home after curfew and just like would be like really annoying to my my family. And then I think just coming in as an adult, I was like, I've always hated like being told I don't like people feeling like they're better than me and then telling me what to do. Yeah. And that's a lot in the corporate world, unfortunately. Absolutely. I feel like it's like a lot of like, I haven't experienced it fully, so I feel like I can't even really talk about it. But from what I've heard from friends that are like wanting to leave their positions, it's just like this lack of control. And also, there's a lot of people that don't respect like that people work in different ways. So the way somebody else thinks is going to be completely different from how their peer thinks and how they even like go about their work, right? Yeah. It's like if you're a visionary, you're going to be doing things in a more like visual way. Or if you just really like to read, like maybe you're a textual learner. I don't know. I think it's just like sometimes like leadership isn't really taking control of who does this best and what's their learning style and how do they apply what they learn to their job. So I agree. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So you're originally from Bermuda. Yes. So what's that like? I've never been. Oh, it's great. We can go anytime. I'm going, I'm supposed to be going at the end of July. So hopefully that happens. But yeah, I have dual citizenship. I was born in Maryland, but I was only there to literally be born and like get my citizenship. And then I moved to Bermuda so I could get my citizenship there. So I had to live there for for a few years. And my mom is Bermudian, so I was, like, grandfathered in. And then I moved back after middle school. But I would say I didn't live in the U.S. full-time until after—till college. Because even when I went to, like—I went to boarding school and high school and middle school, like, during breaks, I was always going home to Bermuda. So, like, spring break— Maybe not like Memorial Day weekend, but like longer breaks, like Christmas break, New Year's. I'll be going home to Bermuda and then like coming back. And then after college, I moved to the U.S. full time. Wow. You're like a world traveler. <laughs> well, except like Bermuda's not that big or yeah. – and it's also very close by. Like it's like right. a two-hour flight from here. Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I never realized how close – And from New York. Wow. That is so cool. Yeah. It's just off of the coast of the Carolinas. So it's literally like, yeah. I think it's technically two hours and 15 minutes of travel. Are the flights expensive? No. that's The flight is the cheapest thing in Bermuda. Wow. <laughs> it's is, like, so it's really expensive there. Yeah, because we don't have taxes. So, and we get all our money off of tourism. So everything is very expensive there. And we also import everything. Wow. I really like it. I don't know much about Bermuda, so it's, like, always interesting to hear these, like, little tidbits about, like, each place around the world and, you know, how it functions. But I think that's super cool that you kind of got two styles of upbringing. And I saw this picture that you posted recently of your mom, and you mimicked it. Oh, yeah. And you guys were twins. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was you whenever you posted it. (laughs) 
No, I yeah, I saw that photo and I remember I was go- I was going home like to Bermuda that year and I was like I have to recreate it for her and I did and I still have to like give it to her. I keep forgetting that I did. So it's basically you on the beach and well, this is what your mom did, but she's on the beach like looking hot, like in her swimsuit, and then you just completely like replicated the photo and it's Even, like, like spinning image. I had that exact swimsuit and I was like, mom, okay, like getting ahead of the times <laughs> like, over okay. here, trendsetter. I know. <laughs> I was like, I, the fact that I had also the same one, I was like, what are the chances? But it's funny because I had such a two big like culture shocks like moving to the U.S. In Bermuda, everybody is very nice, like very polite. Like when you get on the bus, when you go past people, like you're saying good afternoon, like to everybody. Or you're like good evening, like you're always greeting somebody. And that's, you have to. So people will like think that you're, they will judge you if you don't do that. So I was <laughs> moving here. I was like, good afternoon to everyone. And like, obviously like East Coast, no one's really that nice over there. So I was like, oh. And then another thing is that when you drive in Bermuda, when people honk their horns, it's always to say hi. Oh. That's not the case. That is not the <laughs> that case is here. That is not the case here at all. Like when I hear people honking here, I'm like, <laughs> And then I'm like waving and like everyone's like, and I'm like, oh, this is, mm, we're not in Kansas anymore. But those are my two big like culture shocks. I was like, wow. Oh my goodness. That's nuts that people just honk to say hi. Here, I was stuck in traffic last night actually. And I was in an Uber and this like actual intersection, like the light just wasn't working. So all of a sudden everybody kind of like got the hint. Yeah. And everybody is slamming on their horns. I'm like, what do you expect these people to do? They can't do anything. Yeah. But people just love to honk here and just flick you off when you're driving. I mean, D.C. is like some of the worst drivers, but yeah. I know recently it was like ranked as the best, which I completely— Who was doing these polls? I, I was going to say, I was like, I don't know who put that in there, but that's a lie. Because everybody, like everyone from in D.C. like isn't really from here. Right. So like the DMV. Yeah, so you'll get these people who come from like— Bumfuck Iowa, and like, and then they see a, then they go to Dave Thomas Circle for the first time and have an aneurysm. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> That's a really good way to put it. I I don't drive here, and I don't want to because it would not be good. I don't have my permit or like my license or anything. So you've never driven a car? No. Wow. But kind of. Okay, so I've never needed one because. In the U.S., when you turn 16, you get a car. In Bermuda, they have a one-car-per-family law because oh. it's so small, and it's also, like, really expensive and, like, better for the environment. So we only have, like, one-car-per-family law. So not a lot of people get cars when you also can't drive until you're 18. So when you're 16, everyone gets a moped. So I had, like, a moped license. So I've driven mopeds before, and then here I went to boarding school, so I didn't need to drive, and then— I went to school in Boston, and then now I live, like, right in the city, so I've never really needed a car, and I'm also, like, a little bit afraid, but one time I was on a date with this guy, and I was, like, telling him that I've, like, never driven before, and he lived in Virginia. I don't know why I was out in Virginia with him, but he was driving me back home. Where in Virginia? Outside of Arlington. Wow. Like, out, like, suburbs. suburbs. Wow. How'd you find him? D.C., and then he, like, picked me up and, like, wanted to go to his place. Okay. And at, I was, like, young at that time, so I didn't understand that that was, like, 
a dumb idea because I didn't I wasn't trying to Netflix and chill with him yeah. <laughs> like yeah so I was like can you talk, take me home he was nice he drove me home and when he's driving me home he pulls into this empty parking lot of a school and I'm like oh I'm, this is where I die and he's like no you haven't you've told me that you've never driven before so I figured I could teach you and I was like this is so nice in theory but this is my worst nightmare <laughs> because I'm actually just like kind of terrified of driving and like not even driving itself. I'm afraid of other drivers because I've seen how crazy other people are and I'm afraid that I won't like react in the right way. So he was like, just give it a chance. Okay. I'm like hyperventilating, like low key, like doing this. And I did like one little, one little, I think I went like five feet and I was like, I can't do this. I can't Aww. do it. I was like, I, this was such a nice gesture, but no, I can't do this. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. It reminds me of whenever I was younger. I lived in the boathouses in New Orleans, which is right next to Lake Pontchartrain. And my mom had this old, old, old BMW. It would break down every single time that we would get in the car. But anyway, I had to be like, what, six or seven? And my godfather was driving the car and goes, do you want to practice driving? And I think at the time I thought that I was actually driving the car, but it was just like this little bend. Nobody ever drove on it. And he would put me in his lap and like steer it for me, but I would think that I was driving it. <laughs> but I'm like, why? That was such a different time. But I'm like, why? Who thought that that was a good idea? <laughs> like a toddler, like in the driver's seat. Anyway, yeah. So that's how I grew up. <laughs> You know what I love to do whenever I'm feeling down or maybe I just need a little confidence boost? I love getting all dolled up. And yes, I will admit, sometimes I'm lazy and I don't want to do it myself. Toxic trait. But who here has ever had their entire arm go out by trying to give themselves a blowout at home? I am raising my hand. Anyway, that is why I'm obsessed with Glam Squad. So if you haven't heard of Glam Squad, it's basically beauty delivered to you. So in-home hair, makeup, nails, with top beauty professionals that have an average of seven years of experience. So you can basically book a five-star beauty service to your home, your hotel, your office. They come to you. So it's super convenient. And it's with little as two hours notice. And it just makes me feel so confident. I feel like I step out of my house feeling like an absolute queen. So if you want to try Glam Squad, go to their app or you can go to glamsquad.com slash book. Enter code Veronica for $20 off your first Glam Squad appointment, and that's for new clients only. But if you're a returning client, you can use code Veronica10 for $10 off your next Glam Squad appointment. I literally just used them the entire time I was in Miami, and I felt like a Greek goddess, so you got to check it out. That is code Veronica for $20 off for new clients, or code Veronica10 for $10 off your next Glam Squad appointment. So I absolutely love doing this podcast. You guys know that. But like I said earlier, I feel like I leave each time learning something new. I love having on people that have different outlooks on life, different life experiences, and ultimately just hearing their story. I truly feel like we all have shared experiences, but everyone's story is so unique, which is why I wanted to open the space for Erin to share hers. So let's jump back in. My mom got really sick and like, so all these different people had to take care of me. And like, obviously no one, I don't say no one really wants that, but not really. And also my other, the people I was staying with, like had their own family. So to take on this like bratty kid, like it's not really ideal for most. And obviously because I was just more of a stubborn kid, I was like, it's either my mom 
or my dad. And they have to like, those are the only two I would listen to. And I like didn't really have that. So I'd be like, I'm not listening to anybody else. Like, who are you to me? Like, why would I listen to this random person telling me what to do? Even if I was young, like, again, I was just a brat. But like, that definitely caused a strain in a relationship of me and my family because they were just like this horrible brat. And then my aunt, who's my mom's sister, she took, like, when I would be going home to Bermuda, I would stay with her. So she was like a legal guardian to me and we fought a lot. And like, now we don't even speak because she definitely still has this version of me still, like, she still thinks I'm that person from like 20 years ago. And I've accepted the fact that that's fine. Like I've had, and then like my aunt's also really influential in Bermuda. Like she works for the queen and like whenever she's like, whenever she was in town, she would like help her arrange things. And she works for like the Department of Cultural Affairs. So like Bermuda's really small. I'll give give an example. Yeah, give an example. A couple of years ago, I flew home to Bermuda and I brought with me my friend Mary and I forgot that I have a weed pen and weed's illegal there. Um, And I had my pen and obviously I got randomly selected to be searched. So they see that and then they're like giving me a hard time and they're like, we could take you to jail right now. And in my head, I'm like, you're not going to take me to jail. But they're like, we could. And I was like, and they're like, why are you here? I'm like, I'm here to visit family. And they were like, who's your family? And then so I just say like Conchita Ming and then they let me go. Because Bermuda's so small, like yeah. they, chances are they will know who you're talking about. Right. And so they let me go. That has power, like status, then yeah. They definitely so know who it is. they let me go, but they definitely talked to her because she scolded me. Um, uh, but like over email, like I wasn't even staying with her, but I definitely used her as a crutch, and I was like, "You're not gonna arrest me." Like this is my aunt, but like I also like didn't know. Yeah, it's so small. So when I go home to Bermuda, I don't really see her. It's funny because, like, the older generation of my family, like, has this negative view towards me. But all of my cousins who are, like, around my age or younger love me. So I'm really close with the younger generation of my family and not the older one. Yeah. But the older ones are the ones who make all the decisions for the younger ones. So it's—I don't get to hang out with my family as much as, like, anyone else would. Yeah. Yeah. When I see people— It's a very unique situation. Yeah. So which makes holidays harder, too, because, like, it's all about, like, loving families. And I'm like, I don't know (laughs) what that's like. Like, I'm going to say, like, I don't have any families—family members that don't love me. Like, that's not true. Like, my—I have an uncle who's technically my cousin, but I call my uncle because of my—because of the age difference. And he was basically, like, a father figure and the only one who, like, put up with my bullshit and, like, still loved me, (laughs) which— like unconditionally, but I realized that unconditional love is not always in within families like I thought it was. No, no, absolutely not. I think there's like a lot of, I think we're told that your family loves you unconditionally, blah, blah, blah. The people in your family are their own individual people who have had their own individual experiences, their own trauma, right? So the way that we think about unconditional love might not be the way that it's reciprocated from the people that we think are going to give us that. So I think it's just, it's it's also interesting. And I, I always say this, but like everybody's family system is so unique. And I think that's like why you kind of have to like treat everybody with like love and respect because you just like never know. You never know where somebody's coming from, what they're dealing with. And 
Yeah, I think it's, like, always so important to be, like, a nice, decent person. Yeah. And it's also, like, awkward to ever, like, <laughs> bring it up to people. In theory, like, if I tell people, like, my life story, they're like, what do your parents do? I'm like, oh, my dad's dead and my mom is in assisted living because she's really sick. That's, like, so depressing to hear. So then people always, like, feel really bad. And I'm like, it's okay. Like, that's Yeah, that's life. what you know. <laughs> yeah, it's all I've known, actually. Yeah, it's really funny because whenever I date people, I never tell them until, like, I feel comfortable. There was somebody I dated recently, and I probably, like, talked to him for a really, really long time. And the last time we saw each other, he was like, oh, so you always, like, talk about your mom. Like, why are you talking about your dad? I was like, oh, my dad passed away. Did I not tell you that? And he was like, no, what? <laughs> he was like, I'm so sorry, but, like, why did you never tell me? I was like, I, I don't know. Like, this is something that you don't randomly bring up in conversation. I mean, I'm just so used to it at this point. You know, my dad passed whenever I was 17. So, like, I've just, for the last over a decade, or, no, not a decade, almost a decade, I, like, just, it's just my new normal. So, it's just not something I feel like I need to bring up in conversation all the time. But Yeah. So, that's how it is. But it definitely, like, Father's Day definitely is, like, probably one of the hardest days other than, like, Christmas and, like, Mother's Day. But then there will just be, like, as someone with a dead parent, it's interesting how I, like, live my life now because, like, because I don't have, like, a family, like, people, like, have, like, core family values. Because I don't have that, I always, I almost feel a little bit more isolated from the world because I'm definitely, like, such an unconventional person with my job, <laughs> with, my, with my family, with the way that I live, it definitely makes you feel a little bit more lonely. I think it's a way for you to celebrate your independence, though. You know, yeah. like, I think you should call every single holiday Aaron's Independence Day. <laughs> well, that's why I really like my birthday. Because, like, people like this one guy asked—I remember I was at Ladip with, like, this guy and, like, a group of other people. And he asked everyone what their favorite holiday was. And people were like—a lot of people said Christmas. And I was like, my birthday. And, he, and then he, like, called me— a narcissist. And I was like, excuse you? <laughs> and then so obviously I go off on him and I was like, that's, I like my birthday because it's the one holiday where it's not family oriented. And it's like, it's a little bit of validation to know that like people are celebrating that I'm like on this earth. <laughs> and like, because yeah. sometimes you need that validation, especially when you don't get it from like your immediate, like your blood family. So yeah. it's like, I was so mad at him. I didn't talk to him ever again. So <laughs> yeah. No, and I think birthdays are meant to be celebrated, you know? I think a lot of people... I actually had this episode. I did a solo episode a few months ago around my birthday saying, I fucking love my birthday. Yeah. Because I think, like, social media, I've seen so much recently about, like, oh, like, if you love your birthday, you're a pick-me girl. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, I am. <laughs> pick me. <laughs> like, tell me happy birthday. And, like, just go fuck off. Like, it's fine. But, no, I think it's so important to celebrate yourself. And not even just on those days, just all the time. And I love how you are taking yourself on solo dates and doing good things that just light you up and make you feel really, really good. Yeah. Like, I recently did a solo trip. It was a press trip. But I did it to Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah, tell and us about that. It was it so, so fun. fun. It was so fun. I mean, like, I would never live there. But it was it was so cute because it was—it's only, like—I took a train. It was only, like, an hour train. And then it's probably, like, less than three-hour drive. 
Biden's from there. Aubrey Plaza is from there. Oh, I didn't know that. In fact. And it's just like such a cute little town. I really loved it. It was just just two days. And I stayed right on this like river walk. And they had a, I had a really nice room. I had a Homewood Suites. I had like a full kitchen. Not that I got to really use it, but I was like, love to, to yeah, have that. Great addition. <laughs> it was technically a solo trip, but I was with one of the tourism board ladies. Like they were just like chauffeuring me around and like taking my photos. But I was still spending like the time alone and it, and exploring. And I really highly recommend people doing like solo trips too. I did my very first solo trip I did in 2018 and I went to Cartagena, Colombia and I was there for a week and I loved it. And I was like, I need to do more solo trips because I that's when I really like changed my world because like even when I was going back into the restaurant industry, I was like dating this guy and he was so toxic. He literally caused my eating disorder because he was like, he would always just like comment on my weight, always. I've heard of that happening to so many women. They have partners that are just really toxic and they exert like, not even that this is toxic masculinity by any means, but it's like just toxic in general. They always comment on their physical appearance and their weight and X, Y, and Z. And I've heard that that is the reasoning as to why so many people develop eating disorders. And it's just so sad. Like, guys do better. Yeah. Actively would be also like, you know, like, I'm a girl. Like, sometimes I'll get, like, little hairs, like, on my chin or something. And, like, he'll point it out. And, like, so I, I always felt like I had to be, like, a naked mole rat. Like, I had to be, like, hairless and, like, just, like, always, like, and I was, I was, so I ended up being very thin. Almost died from the eating disorder, actually. Oh was hospitalized from it. So then the recovery process was shortly before my solo trip. So I was like, I need to, I need to like have not like an eat, pray, love moment, but like kind of. I need to like love myself again because yeah. like, again, my family, I don't have too close of a family. The guy that caused eating disorder was cheating on me with one of my best friends. So like, I didn't really feel like I had friends or like, like I felt really lonely. And I was like, this can go one of two ways. Like I can like carry on and keep living or I could unalive myself. And I didn't really want to do that. So I booked the solo trip and it was incredible. It like made me like fall in love with life and people again because everyone was so genuinely sweet. I don't speak Spanish fluently. I can understand a lot of it so I can get around, but I'm not fluent. So people would like try and help me out. And everyone was just so nice. Like I felt so safe. Outside of Cartagena, I don't know because Columbia is South America is a little iffy, but Cartagena is very safe and I highly recommend doing a solo trip in general, but also going to Cartagena. I want to go to Columbia so bad. I had a friend who he rallied up some like guy friends and they all went together and they just had like the best bros trip. (laughs) I was like, I want to be a bro. Like I want to go with you guys. I literally want to plan another trip. So we should go because now I know the lay of the land. So yes, yes. No, I've heard it's just stunning there. I've heard great things. I had a friend in high school who was from Columbia and she just always said like the most amazing things about it. Yeah. And you can also like, for example, I went to this place called Agua Bendita and it's a swimsuit place. And I went and I got a swimsuit and I wore it to like a private island. (laughs) Okay. So I went to this like, this like private island, which is also like $90 to do. Like, and it included my meal, my ride there, my ride back and a welcome drink (laughs) for $90. And it was like a beautiful, beautiful place. But I got this swimsuit from there and I looked it up and that same swimsuit is on, well, it was, it was on Reformation or Revolve Reformation. 
for $200 a piece. No way. A piece. I paid $70 total. What? That's crazy. Like, such great quality for, like, nothing. Like, I stayed in this hotel that was right across from, like, a fort. Like, a very big, like, fort. And, like, that people would, like, hike and stuff. And included someone picking me up, like, with with my name on it. And your breakfast was included. And it wasn't, like, compliment. compliment. It wasn't, like, what's the word? That begins with a C. Continental. Continental. There we go. (laughs) Continental. It's not like that, but it's like they would have like omelets. Like it'd be like a real breakfast. And then I had like a junior suite with a massive patio. Like for me, I shouldn't, but it was, I paid like $900 and it was for the week. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, you spend like here, you spend that much in a week if you really, if you really wanted to. So like, I mean, I think that's nuts that like you just had this like full-blown amazing vacation, $900. Yeah. Well, just for the hotel and then, but like other things were like so cheap. Like you could get, like you could go to a Michelin star dinner and it'd be like $70 per person. That's crazy. It's insane. And everything is such good quality there. So it's like, I was just like so shocked. I was like, everything is so cheap and insane. Okay. Yeah. I got emeralds there because they're well-known for their emeralds. I got, like, real emeralds for, like, $80. What? I have a little rock, and then I have a necklace. Oh, my God. I I need to go ASAP. We can plan a trip. We can plan a trip. It's literally stunning in there. Oh, my gosh. I also had met, like, I also, I was like, maybe I should have my eat, pray, love moment. So I got on Tinder. (laughs) And. (laughs) Wait. Quote. I'm putting that on a T-shirt. I did want to have my eat, pray, love moment. So I got on Tinder. Yeah. So I like, but I found this guy who was backpacking and I, but like, obviously I wasn't like, hey, want to like fuck? I was like, hey, do you, I'm here alone and I want to explore like this part of Cartagena. Like, do you want to join me? We can get lunch and then like explore. And he was down. So we like, he was Australian. So we actually met up at this like Australian cafe. Like the first time I had American, I had like avocado toast. And we like walked around, like took photos. We're still friends on Snapchat. I never hooked up with him though. Oh my gosh. Well, but I did make you go to Australia. (laughs) Go find him. Literally, I need to go anywhere but here. My luck with men is so great everywhere but here. Well, it's just not great for anyone here, I don't think. It's just not, it's not the best pool. I don't know. Because I just have so many friends who just like have rosters. And I'm like, where are they from? Are they quality rosters? Well, we don't know about that. We don't. <laughs> probably not, to be honest. Probably not. But I was talking to my They're friend. They're not first string. <laughs> I was talking to my friend about this. And we were saying that like one of our mutual friends, she's like such a bubbly. She's engaged. But she's such an, a bubbly person. Like she'll flirt with everyone. Like everyone like gravitates towards her. And she has this energy. And we're like. Where do we get this? And then we were thinking, like, we just got to go to places, like, for example, no offense to anyone who lives in Navy Yard and is listening to this podcast, but we got to go to, like, Mission Navy Yard or, like, Royal Sands, like, a place where, like, I know I'm not going to find my man there. Like, I know, like, a place, like, I know where I'm not going to find my husband, but just flirt with random, just get it out there. Yeah, like, practice. like, like, what is it, like, exposure therapy or whatever? Yeah, like, just, just do that. practice that way when you're ready to, like, Go somewhere else than you're more. Because I'm like, I think I'm like afraid to talk to men. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm not afraid at all. I will go up to anyone and just like say the most random shit ever. And just like the other day, I almost passed somebody on the street and said something to them. And I was like, I cannot do that. It is the middle of the day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would have liked it though. Yeah. But like, what do you say? He's also like in a suit and had a briefcase. So like, I just oh. don't think it was the time. But I think it's just about like being yourself and like just literally... I think that we think 
that men get scared really easily. I actually disagree. I think that they're scared. So the moment that you break that ice, it's it's just a free-for-all. Yeah, I think they're definitely scared too. But yeah. I'm also scared. So I'm like, but like, what do you say when you go up to these men? Because like my, I just naturally want to roast them. And I'm like, that's, some people don't like to be roasted immediately when you don't know them. I'll say like, let's say we're at like a random bar or maybe a workout class, whatever. I'll go up to people and be like, oh my gosh, hey, like you killed it. Like at the workout class, like I'm Veronica. Like nice to meet you. I haven't seen you around. Or if I'm at a bar, I'll be like, I'll just like point out something random. One time there was this like super tall dude. So I just like walked up to him and I was like, I I didn't want to say that he was tall (laughs) because he probably hears it all the time. So I was like, you look lost. (laughs) What you doing here? (laughs) Oh, I remember. Okay. But I think you could just like say random shit because like it doesn't have to be like this like wow statement. Like, oh my God, I can't believe she just said that to me. No, it's like, how do you just like introduce yourself and then get that conversation going? Yeah. Or ask them a question. People love to talk about themselves. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like, what you doing here? What you doing here, little cutie? <laughs> come, come here often. I love Maybe it. I should just be like, come here often. Yeah. Let's just- <laughs> At Mission Navy Yard, come here often. If he says yes, I can be like, all right, and now I know not to talk. Or <laughs> yeah. now I know that this is fully for practice. Yes, yes. I love it. I love it. I actually, I accidentally ended up there the other night. <laughs> I hadn't been there in, I don't even know how long. And we had like a going away party for my roommate. And then somehow we were like all just walking down the street, heading to Mission Navy Yard. And I was like, what are people doing here on a Wednesday? Was it like packed? Like kind of. There was a Nats game. So like, oh, I guess that's okay. why. But... Yeah, it got out of hand. I took, like, tequila shots. I was like, this this is not good. Oh, Vivian came out? Vivian didn't come out, but Vivian, or I saw a lot of other Vivians. Oh, like, not you. Not me, but, like, other people's drunk alter egos. Yeah. So that was fun. I got to be a witness for once. <laughs> Usually I'm, I'm one of those people where I do not drink at all, or I will be going balls to the wall. Like, there's no in-between. Yeah. So that was that was a really interesting experience for me. I get to. I got to see the wild. I'm surprised that you didn't. But I'm surprised that you didn't go balls to the wall. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to me. I was just. I mean, I was having fun, but I think I. Re- I had a really long day on Thursday, so I think in the back of my head, I was like, I cannot like ruin my life today. <laughs> not today. Not today. Not today. But I kind of want to ask you this to kind of end our little fun combo. But what are your like top five places in DC? You can mix it with activities, restaurants, like, or maybe your perfect day in D.C. Man, that's so hard. Maybe I'll just, like, name all my five, my favorite places. Okay, let's do that. I think I can do a perfect day. Yeah, because there's a lot to walk through. Yeah, so, (laughs) okay, museum-wise, I really love the National Gallery of Art. (laughs) It's just, I just, it's it's a classic, and it's just probably my favorite museum. Also, from being able to work with them closely, for their media team has been fun. So I can just like see how the behind the scenes of everything works. So it just makes me appreciate it more. So I highly recommend like even though people's like, everyone, you got to do the museums. Also, people don't realize that like just because you went to the museum, the exhibitions change all the time. So like just because you went that one time, it's going to be completely different the next time that you go. It's like fun- they do like a lot of feng shui yeah. things around. And new, new exhibits, things yeah. like that. I love, I don't do it nearly as often, but I need to. Gravelly Point, having a picnic oh, yeah. at Gravelly Point. I think that's probably would be like my ideal date 
is having a it's like a that's a good idea like going to like having a picnic at gravelly point ideally like sunset era mm-hmm. doing it there food wise lardente really just like just like got me but like i would say with fast casual lucky buns for a good burger and then what else would be like my ideal date I just like to be outdoors. Yeah. Not like outdoors, like hiking, like Shenandoah Valley (laughs) area. Like, I just want to be like walking around. Like, I would love to ideally like walk down 14th Street, get some brunch somewhere. Nothing too crazy. Like Gypsy Kitchen. Brunch at Gypsy Kitchen. Have some ice cream, ice cream Jubilee or Jenny's. Walk around. Maybe get like a smoothie here and there. Make it to the mall. Do like midnight monumenting. Love that. And then, yeah, those are, like, my favorite. I love that. Nothing in, like, Navy Yard would be a favorite of mine. <laughs> like, not really Eastern Market. Like, nothing really Southeast. Like, Logan, DuPont, Adam, Admo. Yeah. That area. Yeah. I yeah, feel like that's Northwest. where the classics are, you know. Northwest. But grit. I really, like, I think my favorite neighborhood is Mount Pleasant. Yeah. It's, like, a hipstery chill vibe and that's like I like to be where like creatives are mm-hmm. and the creatives are in Mount Pleasant Admo area yeah I mean it's I like, think that's why I probably hate Navy Yard because it's like very corporate very I'm different. like I can't relate to any of you no it's just like big buildings and uh, it's nice that the water is there and like you're close to the mall but yeah it feels like it's just like very new so <laughs> <laughs> it's new but like and like the wharf like I remember before I bought my condo I was actually gonna buy a place on the wharf because it was like all very new oh, and yeah, like very it was gonna affordable. be very cheap to buy like right on the wharf and I was just thinking in my head like do I want to live down here it like comes up now and like I visit it now and I'm like I'm so glad I actually didn't live there because the wharf is great but it has everything and nothing at the same time yeah like I don't know how those people are grocery shopping do they have a grocery store no well 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 there's the Harris Teeter right by the waterfront metro so you're not too far away from the waterfront metro it's kind of a walk though yeah it's like 10 minutes yeah yeah, it's a little inconvenient, but they have like a CVS. I hope they have like yeah, but groceries. <laughs> well, sometimes they have like those like CVS on steroids, where it's like oh, yeah. they have everything. Yeah, I don't know if it's one of those. That's though. not <laughs> not at the, well, not at the wharf. The wharf is good, but like they also like don't really have too much of like fast casual foods. Like it's all like restaurants. Yeah, we love a restaurant, but like we want a little bit more. Yeah. Also, <laughs> talking about driving, the wharf parking. Good luck. You will never have it. No. So. I think it's a lot of tourists over there most of the time. Yeah. Like a lot of people that like Uber or bike over there. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So on a final note, I haven't been asking people this lately. I keep forgetting. But if you were to be anywhere in the world drinking whatever you want, where would you be having your martini in a bikini? (laughs) Oh, where would I be having my martini in a bikini? I would say South Africa. Okay. Because it just looks so stunning. Yeah, it is stunning. My natural first thought is like I'd be home in Bermuda because I have a beach right behind my old childhood yeah, home. Chilling. But if I would to, were to go somewhere that I've never been that's always been on a bucket list, South Africa. Yeah, maybe on like a safari in a bikini. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I don't, well, with the martini. Yeah. Just, just doing it all. I feel like that should be your next uh, Noah swimsuit. Right? Shoot. Like a, like, like an African safari. safari. Yeah. Like in the swimsuit, but just like with the martini. It's very Vogue-esque with oh, yeah. how random it is. The only thing is, is I've actually been on a safari in South Africa. You can't, really? yeah, you can't get out of like the cart that they bring you on because the animals are actually extremely aggressive <laughs> and you will be looked at as like prey. But they're like so heavily trained there. You can't even walk out of your cabin at night because there's like lion sightings and like animals that will like attack you because you're just in the middle of like this wherever national park. Are there bathrooms in your cabin? Yeah. It's not like a, it's like they have like nice cabins. It's like, really, really luxurious places, but you have to have a guide walk you to, if you want to go to the lobby, like walk you to the lobby and like back to your room at night. Like you have to have somebody there with okay, you. Okay, let me change my answer. Then I- <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you can, there's other parts of South Africa that like aren't that part. Like they have like Cape Town, which is near the, near the water and you know, they have beaches too. I would love to, I'm changing my answer. <laughs> I would do uh, Italy. Oh. Anywhere but Northern Italy because they're very racist up there. Mm. Fun fact. They're wow. very, very, very racist in the north. I did not know that. But I would go anywhere in the south. I don't know if Positano is in the south, but I think I it's would. like the Amalfi, uh, I think. Yeah, but I have no idea if that's like it, north. It's south. Okay. I'll be I, I would think. Don't ask, I don't I'm not great at geography, but <laughs> neither. I love that. What would you be drinking? I would be drinking well if it has to be a martini, it'd be an espresso martini. Okay. But I feel like if I'm in Italy, I would do a Hugo Spritz. Okay, yeah. No, that counts. I like them better than Afro spritzes. Yeah. Wait, what is a Hugo spritz? Hugo spritz is basically champagne, elderflower liqueur, mint, and soda water, I believe. Okay. I will be trying that. It's good. Highly recommend. Well, perfect. Well, Erin, if you want to tell the listeners how they can be your friend, how they can connect, this is your time. You can be my friend on Instagram is H-I-L-L-E-A, Hilea, Hilea, however you want to do it. The same with TikTok is Hilea. And then if you're on YouTube, you can search maybe Aaron, like, you know, like on the iPhone when it's a random number. is like maybe this person, just maybe Aaron. Um, <laughs> and my photography, if you like photography, you can follow Aaron Point and Shoot. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Erin. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Okay, guys. Well, I will see you next week. And I hope you guys have a good weekend. And I'll see you soon. Bye.